Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. So you get off the phone. Well, first they said, well, why, why, what, what do you think they're going to do? And he was like, I just imagine they're probably going to resect part or all of it. And I said, well, what does resect mean? And he said, remove. Like, say normal. Do it in a uh, look, normal way. Now I feel resect. like I've gone to medical school, but I yeah. didn't understand what resect means. Right. Meant. So, because I is smart. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, he's like, remove. And I go, but isn't it in my brain? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, so... They're going to remove it out of my brain. Like, that was just too much and for me Jim to... Did Jim hear yes, you I'm talking. this other part of the he, conversation? I mean, you know, Jim's white anyway? Yeah. Yeah, It he just completely vanished. Yeah. So, um, anyway, then, the, then a series of crazy coincidences, suspense, mystery thriller. Okay, wait. Read it, buy my book. What's I'm the out. name of the book? It's called When Life Gives You Pears. Okay, just wait. You hang up the phone. Yeah. 
what is the first thing out of either your mouth or Jim's mouth? I said, we have to go to the radiology center and get the scans because my, that's the last thing that my auntie said. He said, go to the radiology center, get the scans and bring them to the surgeon. He said, I haven't seen the scans. I only see a report that says you have a mass in your brain. It's not on your ear. So it's not, now it's out of my neighborhood. So you need to bring a scan. All these uh, neurosurgeons are going to need the report and they're going to need the scan in order to see you as a new patient. It was like all of a sudden all this work that I had to do. I had to go get the scan, but I was like... Is Jim like freaking the fuck out? He's freaking the fuck out, but he's quiet. And he says, um, whatever you need. You know, he's just like my... It's like I kind of took over. Like oh, I, didn't, I didn't fall apart and start crying. Right. Like, what am I gonna do, husband? Because you have, I was like, "Come on, Jim, yeah. we're going." We're, to, we have to. It was yeah. like another thing you had to figure yeah. out. Yeah, it was like everything else just completely like the pile of emails, the kids, like everything. I was like, someone else is gonna deal with that because we, I have, we have to go to that radiology center, get the scans, and that we can't do anything without it because we have to get a doctor that looks at the scans. Like we have kind of a plan. So after I got the, all the scans, I bought like four. I was like, money is no object when it comes to yeah. my scans. Um, I came back and I tried to start making appointments with neurosurgeons. So they were like, May 21st. I'm like, oh. I was like, well, I have a mass in my brain. And they're like, can you send us a report? Right. So I would call, they're like, oh, it's it on the patient portal. of the Corroid plexus. plexus. That's right. Thank you. Um, um, I'm which very... they thought it was a meningioma and on the scan. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Um, and um, but it turned out to be a choroid plexus, and which is nor- mostly meningiomas are found in middle-aged women. Mm-hmm. It's a common uh, brain, benign brain tumor, and choroid plexus are found in children. So. It was when they discovered it from the lab results that it was a cord plexus. I was very flattered because I had the tumor of a much younger woman. Oh, that's so yeah. good. Yeah. I, I, you know. So you're really not as old as you think you are. Well, at least my tumor isn't. Yeah. You it just ha- goes on and on, but Judy. Do you, you ha- what do you say to the kids? Or do you say Oh, my anything? God. A chapter and do or whatever. You te- do you tell any friend like... Very few, because what we did was, first of all, there's a whole nother part of this. Like, that is like day one. I'm on day one right now. Are and you so, crying? No, not at is all. Is Jim crying? Nope. Because we don't know what it is. It's a mass in my brain at this when point. When do you finally go, go, oh my God, this is a mass? Like, when does it finally hit you, I have a brain tumor? Okay, um, so basically I couldn't get a hold of anyone. So I called my friend who I grew up in Milwaukee with, and I never told you how my parents wound up in Milwaukee, but suffice to say that my brilliant Jewish grandmother got a job as a professor in like Champaign-Urbana School okay. of Music. And he, the, the grandfather who was turned out to be a kind of a he strayed from my grandmother. Uh-huh. Um, was a professor at Marquette, and that's okay. And when you are a professor at Marquette, he you get free tuition for your kids. Okay. So um, that's how they wound up in Milwaukee. In my my that's how my parents met and settled in Milwaukee. But anyway, I grew up in Milwaukee. 
my friend from childhood became a neurologist. He's still my friend from high school and grade school. And I texted him and said, can you help me out here? Because I have this scan. I can't read it on my computer. Can we send it to you? And you could tell because I have an appointment in May. Yeah. And I can't wait that long because I have some mess in my brain. And I just want you to, your opinion. So Jim goes to FedEx, sends it to John. We carry on. We have dinner. We, I order pizza because I didn't cook anything. Uh-huh. I didn't have any groceries. I, I was dealing with this all day. So my kids are like, pizza? You know, it's like kind of a nice night. Oh, right? yeah. And they're like, what? What did we do to deserve pizza? Yeah. So I'm like, well, I had a brain tumor. But I, well, actually, I never heard, never heard tumor. Mass in my brain at this point. Yeah. Jim and I go to a premiere of a film that night. It's totally like we're both thinking about it, but we're like yeah. not thinking about it. So the next morning, I drop off those kids at school. I get home. My friend John calls me, and he's like, this is not good news. <gasps> yeah. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, he texts me a picture. He goes, I'm looking at a picture your MRI. And he texts me a picture, and I see my skull but appears with what appears to be an inverted pear in the middle of my brain. Okay. But quite big. Right. There's pictures in the book of it. And I'm like, huh? And he's like, the tumor is compressing your brainstem, and there's, it doesn't make any sense how you're walking around. And if you were here, I would get you into the OR today. <gasps> and this guy is a calm doctor, poker face, you know, atheist, like right. science. So, all science. And he yeah. was like, God be with you. You know, I mean, it was like, yeah. it was big. So, then do you cry? No, I panicked because I said, John, I don't have a doctor. I can't get in until May. He loves me, so he yeah. answered me. So I, he said, well, you need a plan. You need to make a plan. And I said, I have no plan, no plan. And I said, can you give me a plan? And usually I don't ask people for plans. Right. I make the plans, but I'm like, can you give me a plan? He goes, okay, this is what I would do. Because he's a doctor. He, he, he they don't know how hard it is to get in to see a doctor. Right. A good doctor. And here, yeah, he's a doctor there. He's, yeah. yeah, but also he does, he's not a patient anywhere. He know, but he knows the inside. Right. So he said, this is what I would do. I would take your scan. I would go Google the best neurosurgery department in the city of New York and go to the ER at that hospital with, with your, your scan. scan. And they're going to pop that scan in and be like, well, I guess she's going up to the top floor to the neurosurgery department because we can't do anything here. And then they're going to admit you when they see that brain tumor. Because the, the neurosurgeons I made appointments with were like, bring your scan to the first appointment. Oh, shut the fuck up. I would be dead, dead as a doornail. And we would not be having this lovely conversation yeah. on your podcast. So um, so anyway, that's what I did. And a series of like the Red Sea parted. I, I don't, there was no name recognition. There was nothing. I just literally, some series of doors opened and I barged into the, I didn't even go to the ER. I went to the, the head chief of neurosurgery through a series of the ENT guy. Right. I called him and I said, I'm not seeing those guys. You can cancel those appointments because I'm, you know, I wanted to keep him in the loop. I'm like, I'm going to the ER because I, I knew I might not live, you right. know? So I thought he should know. And he was like, 
no, no, don't go to the ER. He's like, I know people at Mount Sinai. I only gave you the other place because it's close to downtown. And I, he goes, I will call Mount Sinai. So he calls Mount Sinai, but his colleague was in Florida. So she calls Mount Sinai and a, the assistant at Mount Sinai calls me on my cell phone. And I'm in the cab right by Mount Sinai. And she goes, one of the doctors just had a thing canceled that he's going to be in the office for 45 minutes. Do you want to come O-M-G. in? O-M-G. And I walked in. He didn't know my name. I walked in. He's the chief of neurosurgery, Dr. Joshua Betterson, and saved my life. Got me into surgery on Monday. Scanned. This was what day? This was Thursday. Wow. Friday was Good Friday. By the way, not Jewish, but, yes. you know, gets... Well, it's uh, right okay. around Passover. Yeah. And, and Wait, it, so did... So you walk in, you show him the scan. That's the first time he sees the scan? I gave the scan to someone who took it into his office. Oh, so he saw it before you walked in the office. It was on his screen when and I walked, walked in the in. office. What was his face like? Very, like... Like he was just like, this is a challenge. And he's like, this is how I would deal with this. Were you with Jim? I was with Jim. And we sat down and this genius told me how he was going to, and he was worried about my facial nerve. And he showed me, I felt like I was in medical school. Uh He did not talk down to me. He told me what he would do. Um, What's Jim doing? Jim said, can you do it today? Because to see this thing, it was like an alien. Oh, that's awful. And you're sitting there thinking, I have five kids. I, have I to said, get am I going to die? Yeah. And he said. And he said, I don't think you're going to die. Or he said, I, you're not going to die. He said, you're not going to die. But it said it like, this is not like death that we're talking about. This is, but this is something. It's like serious. Yeah, it's like. You know, it was like, but you're going to be paralyzed, but you're going to, you know, yeah. I could see that's what we were dealing with. Yeah. And, um, but all I heard was I wasn't going to die. That's right. all I heard. I was so happy. Yeah. He was like, it's your facial nerve is, is and in jeopardy because it's running down the middle. And I was yeah. like, I could be a head in a jar if I'm raising my kids. Yeah. I'll be, you know, I, I'll be the mom with a paralyzed face. Yeah. I don't care. I like have a husband already. I'm not, palsy. Yeah. I'm not trying to pick up guys yeah. yet. No. Um, <laughs> so um, I was, and then when I was leaving, Leslie Schlachter, the oh, PA. Sorry. Yeah. Um, formerly played for the Israeli basketball team. No way. Olympic. Yeah. His PA. Amazing. Amazing woman. Woman. Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, she was like, she's like the, the, the genie Gaffigan. He's the Jim Gaffigan, right? So right. she's doing the schedules. And, so she's like, if you, I understand if you want to get another opinion. And I go, what? Are you kidding me? Another opinion. I'm like, you know, I'm, no, I have my love opinion. at first sight. Yes. I'm going, I'm coming in the next day. Cancel all the Good Friday. The schools are out. I'm like. So it's, it's also that. So Easter Sunday. Yeah. And they, it was like I had the weekend off and I went on a Monday. So on that weekend, I, all I did was normal stuff. Because Leslie told me, don't make your will. Don't go beyond a week. Don't think a week beyond. Yeah. So you're going to go in on Monday. Enjoy the weekend with your kids. Have dinner. I would have cried at that point. Enjoy the weekend with your kids. Yeah. As if like. This is your last, you know. No, she was like, just... Just have fun and don't think about it. 
She was just like, just enjoy the moments of your life. Yes. Because if you, because basically you're having this serious surgery on Monday. What are you going to do? Cry all weekend? Yes. Like you. It's it, not going to do anything. It's not going to help. I have to tell you that even when Jim was a little bit like, I mean, we, it, it's these situations where you get into like fights. So I decided. Wait, did Jim take the weekend off? Yes, totally. Love you, Jim. Well, also he already had that weekend off because it was oh. Easter. Oh, right. But. I'm telling you, for the next like three months, he canceled all his gigs. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he took care of me. Like he was, I was incapacitated. I right. was on tubes. But he got mad at me because that uh, Saturday, I locked the kids out of here, and I was ma- I was helping the Easter Bunny make all the Easter baskets. And he comes in and he goes, "Don't you want to be spending time with your kids?" I'm like, "Who's gonna make their Easter baskets?" Oh my god. Like, it was, like, weird stuff. Like, I was, like, it was so important for me to make those yeah. baskets. Hey, everyone. You know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And... I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them. And they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. I had read that you got headaches and you were dizzy, but you just ignored it. Um, And then the hearing thing. But you had mentioned something about a noise-canceling headset. Well, the noise-canceling headset, that's not as uh, big of a story because I've gone through the yeah no but that was that one of your first i was on a plane from london 
And the only way, because I'm so busy, because yeah. Jim did a gig and I, we were, it's Christmas. And so kids were on break. So I was like, we're all going and we're going to go to this museum and that, whatever. And so it's a long flight. So I was wearing the headphones. And I was like, I always get the bad ones where one ear doesn't work. And then I went to go, uh, you know, wipe kid goo off an iPad or whatever. And I came and I sat down and I put the headphones on. They were twisted. But then I realized that the good phone also didn't work. And it was my ear. So it was just one of those things that when you have a noise-canceling headphone on, you can't hear from the other ear. So yes. you realize how that you are deaf. Whereas other times you, you might be turning at parties, yes, but yes. you don't really notice it. So in my defense, it was the noise-canceling headphones that really showed me. Because you don't really walk down the street one of, unless you're one of those people who wears noise-canceling headphones yes. on the street. I've seen them, but it's not me. So that's how I really – that's what really showed me that my hearing was So gone. it was all – you had all these signs, but you just ignored them. Yes, but it was like in my defense – I compartmentalized them. Yeah. I didn't think of them as related or I would have been running into oh, the Oh, of yard. course. I know. But I'm just for people to, you know, like, yeah. if you feel dizzy, like, for more than one day or, you know. But also, be quiet enough in your life and your activity to listen to yourself because deep right. down, I must have known something was wrong. Yeah. Because for a lot of years... When I would stand up, I would see stars. And I always uh -huh. thought, it's kind of, maybe I'm not drinking enough water and all that uh -huh. stuff. But in the back of my head, I was like, I bet other people don't see stars when they stand up. Right. Or like get the spins. You know, when they, when they, yeah. when I would like pull, lift something, I would get like kind of a, like the head rush would happen. Yeah. And I was kind of like, that's not, probably not good. Yeah. And then, but then connecting the headache with the dizziness, with the head spins, with the deaf ear. It was obvious. It was like I describe it as when you the, at the end of the usual suspects when you you see the whole story. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. did I not see that before? Now your surgery was nine hours. Yeah, it was actually twelve, but three of it was not in under the knife. Oh, okay. You know the it's like to me. I always heard twelve, right? And then I saw but under the knife nine. for nine yeah. hours. You come out of it. Um, you're you're unconscious, right? You're still like after they take it out or are, are you when's the next time you're conscious um yeah like the next day when i woke up but did they go out and say to jim everyone was fine. so happy when i woke up i opened my eyes and before i saw anybody right because it was like everyone was in my face like the wizard of oz mm -hmm. it was like i opened my eyes and i had the thought where you know just for a second i'm like where am i okay i'm in the mm -hmm. hospital i just had brain surgery and then I was like, oh, my God, I'm me. There's no, I'm, I'm exactly like I was before. Oh, right. And the fear was, what am I going to wake up like? Am I going to bad memories? Am I going to come out of this? Yeah. Because you have to do the signature where you say yeah. you can pull the plug, you know? Wow. So, did, ha, did the kids know at this point? Or did yes. some so of the, the kids, kids know? The telling the kids is a chapter in the book. And it, we kind of told the kids at their age appropriate levels mm -hmm. and, um, just, a, it was my oldest eldest was the one who was like, I could see that she was like, Oh, thanks a lot, mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. But she, she was loving, but I could just tell in her eyes that yeah. she was like, I don't, 
I, goodbye childhood, you know? Yeah. I mean, she's like you. She's the eldest of five and probably, I mean, I look I at her a, in those pictures and she's, you know, I, I love following you guys on social media and she just seems like an old soul. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She always has. And she's also just really like capable. She's, and I rely on her because the right. next one, I love him to death. My 13 year old. Yeah. You and I have compared notes on the mom, yeah. mom, 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 oh, the text. Mom, mom, mom. Where's my, hours. where's the yeah. remote? Where's oh, the remote? From the other room. Like, yeah. get up. Yeah. Can you get me a glass? No, get your fucking ass up. Like, and don't text me and don't call me from the other room to get you something. I mean, it's constant. I know. It's constant. And she's just like, I, so I she's naturally gravitate yeah. towards the one who's capable. And I feel like I'm also, it's a detriment. I, I also learn a lot of life lessons here about letting your kids fend for themselves. Yes. Especially. Very important. Yeah. And parents don't do that anymore. And that's why they're always like, oh my God. So this is an experience you had as Jeannie Gaffigan, with your husband, Jim. Yeah. But it's your story. And I watched TV stuff, and it was, I, I watched the Megyn Kelly interview. Yeah. They bring Jim out, and then he tells his part, uh, and then, like... It's so, to me... This is the story of my life. I mean, but here's but the thing. It's so it's fascinating. A double, it's a double-edged sword because it's like, this is the whole thing, though. What we have to admit is that nobody would care that I had a brain tumor if I wasn't the wife of Jim Gaffigan. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah. Yes. So that's why they bring him out. Do you understand? Because they but don't I care. They would be, but you'd be on, like... Get some other show, I'd be like, uh, she wrote a hit, uh, a hit book. She wrote a bestseller about having a brain tumor, and oh, and you are uh, married and have five. And it would be, it would be. I mean, a whole I can't, yeah. I can't separate it. Like, I right. can't separate my journey. Like, I could say, you know, I, I don't think I'd be wallowing in the obscurity. Like, right. I feel like I was on. I mean, the whole Shakespeare on the playground thing. I never met him. And I had visions of producing on Broadway and whatever. Right. I'm not going to be like, oh, I could have been something without you. Or I would be wallowing in security because that's the way life worked is that we were together. If they want to wheel him out and say, uh, look who gave her the brain tumor. Yeah. It's comedian. Jimmy. Yeah. I don't care. Because the truth is, is that whatever, you know, God cooked up, you know, a billion years ago. Right. For some reason, Jim and I wound up together. I got the brain tumor. Maybe I only was offered to write a book because I'm Jim's wife. I don't know. I would never know that. But it's, it, you know, it's also, I I mean, I'm a lesbian, so I haven't had this experience. You are? Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know about this. Should are I you, leave? So I Should have, I put some more clothes on? Or? <laughs> so I I have had friends who have been, you know, diagnosed with breast cancer and, like, they're making a decision about whether or not they would like um, a fake boob or whatever. Yeah. And and they say to the husband, well, how do you feel about it? It's like, shut the fuck up. You know, it's... it. I don't know. I just get very... It's a very misogynistic culture. I mean, look, I... 
But if you guys Jim, are such if a I team. was in a same-sex couple and my wife was as famous as Jim, I'd be right. in the same situation. So right. yes, it is misogynistic, but I also think it's fame. It is fame. It is fame ish. So, but yeah. the thing is, is that like I can't separate myself from Jim success. So to me, it's not like I married some famous but guy. But you're I, also part of his success. Yeah, I, I didn't marry a famous guy. I didn't marry a famous yes. guy. I, he was not famous when we got married. Of I course. have been around a really, really long time. And also, I think part of the reason he's famous is because he has you. I mean, I th- I would want. I'd hope so. I think that oh, I hear absolutely. my voice in the very early. Oh please! Because the thing is, right, is that I'm wrapping it up. And also, you know, I we talk didn't talk about the Imagine Society. Oh yes, just tell quickly. We didn't about talk about the, the Briss. Okay. I have like I, sh- you know, I only can be on the show two times in my lifetime, and no, I, I should do a back. series. You can. Come we should do a series. Uh, all right, Judy and Jeannie show. We could judge do- Judy. Judge Judy and Jeannie. Jeannie. Judge Jeannie, isn't there a Judge Jeannie? The judges. Yeah, yours could be Janine Pierre. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot, Judge Judy. <laughs> I'll be Judy Shinelin, and you could be Janine Pierre. So you have this Imagine Society. Society. Yes. You're um, going to be part of it, by the way. Yes, and I'm going to do because it. Because our new thing is we are introducing comedian mentors. Yeah, I would love it. And so the last event we did was at Gotham. Okay. And we got these different youth service groups of different cultures yeah. from all over the city, but they all do the same things because they better their community. So we got the you know one group who's doing the garden betterment, the other one is making a food pantry. Right. That's the similar thread between right. them. The, the others are not. And we have an event where we invite these different groups, and. We do a show or we do some entertainment or we do a basketball tournament or whatever. And then we find a way, usually with pizza, to mix like all the 15-year-olds over here, all the whatever. And then they have to come up with a solution to a social problem. Oh, that's awesome. And they all work together. They have a team building thing. So you get the kids who are the Muslims and the, the, yeah. all the mix that you actually is like the world. You know, because people come in in a bubble and they're like, only the kids from my church do good. Yeah. But that's not real. So it's like I came out of this this near-death experience with the world in chaos. Everyone hated each other. Yeah. Everyone was calling each other out, by the way. Yeah. Judy Gold just called someone out. Yeah. Um, and it's it's crazy there's like just people lying on it's like 1984 oh, or like ridiculous. animal farm I know. it's insane but the thing is it's like i can't just sit there and just like, curse the darkness yeah like there's gotta be and A i way. feel like it's the kids it is it's the kids and the kids have well, got to grow up and not be that i feel so bad that we that these fucking assholes don't care enough to leave our kids and grandkids a world. Uh, yeah. A world. Did a piece. you see that show? On, was it on HBO? This called Years and Years? No, is it good? You have to see it. I got to write that down. Years and Years. You Ooh, have shit. to that see it. That was just my notebook hitting the bell. Shut up. Is my time up? Or am I Jewish no. now? I don't know which uh, one is years which. Years and Years? It's HBO. called Years and Years. I think it's HBO. Okay. Somebody um, look that up for her. It's either Netflix or HBO. Years and years. It's oh okay. Thank you. It's so I amazing. You guys it here. starts in 2020. How about how you have like a staff and you can say, look that up, and they do it. Fuck!
I know. Come over my house after. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but fast growing trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces, but I live in an apartment and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew. The space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. All right. So two questions, last questions that I ask all my. Is it about the bris? Because I. No. Okay. So, but you did have uh, a bris for each one of your sons. Okay. I just, can I just tell this one story and you can just divide this yeah. up into like a year long mini series. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I had all my babies at home. My. First boy, um, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, in the hospital is when they circumcised the yeah. child. But Dr. Ben Kliegler was my pediatrician, yes, Benjamin, um, who also had home births. And so I called him up and I said, how am I going to cir- circumcise the baby? Do you do it? He goes, no, I'm not going to do it. He goes, you need to get a moil. Yeah. And I said, and uh, she'll come over. And he said, I have one that I'm Jewish, but we had a bris. But she'll, she probably will do it. So I, so he sends me uh, to interview this boil, and um, she is a rabbi. She She's a she moil rabbi, moil pediatrician, lesbian. Oh, I love her. She's a fucking idiot. Da- She's a pediatrician and a moil, and oh my god. She's a genius. Her name is Dr. Emily Blake. I, I mean, she's like a perfect guest for yeah. the show. Oh, we got to anyway, have her. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so anyway, so she interviewed her and she goes, listen, I can come over and do the circumcision, but I don't just do a circumcision. I would think it should be a ceremony because there's a lot in our tradition yeah. about naming the child. 
And she goes, I know that you didn't grow up Jewish, but it's a very uh, sacred tradition. Yeah. And I don't do just a, I don't come over and do a, a medical procedure. Yeah. So I, here's the guidelines, you know, the kiddish cup, the whole thing. I had the, the Catholic priest. I had uh, the rabbi. I had all friends, Jewish, Catholic, right. atheists, close friends over for a bris. And then it became this beautiful thing. And then I had my other two sons. Isn't, it, the, isn't it such a nice ceremony? It is, except Jim was very, I mean, because you're in the, it's a really brutal. Oh, I had to leave the, uh, we had one in the synagogue and one at home. And I, you know, because I gave birth to Ben and my ex gave birth to Henry. Um, and I, I remember I could, I ha- like I had to walk out of the sanctuary. Like, that was Jim. screaming. You're yeah. Jim. Yeah. He, it's I mean, he that, was like, and I was just in the ear. Like that's because Jim has a penis. Right. But how come, what about you? You don't have I a penis. I was in the back and then I came Did back. you see the... Because did they have the machine? There's no. a machine that protects the actual penis. Oh. That, so you, when you pull the foreskin, you cannot damage. Right. Um, but it's like they twist it. And it's okay, like a vice. Okay, I can. Okay. Uh, right then. And the little boys, they're that's like little like tiny. Ta- like Yeah. That's like taking a pool cue and putting it in your nipple and like twisting it. Yeah, no. these, I mean, the babies, they're like so, I know. they turn red. I know, it's horrible. It's a, okay. But listen to what Dr. Emily Blake said. She said that through the pain of this child's life, they're going to remember that his mom and dad were there comforting him. That's I love symbol. Emily. Yeah. Emily, baby. Dr. Plus Emily Blake. also, it heals very quickly. Now, yeah. have you, uh, we're very pro-mental health on this show. We ask every guest if they've ever been on any sort of antidepressants because we want to break the stigma. Um, no, but everyone else in my family is, uh, and I'm su- I'm supporting that. That, that oh, thank you, because I'm on them too. I'm just why I'm so obese now. Uh, also, it is called Kill Me Now, so yes. I always ask, what pisses you off more than anything? Like what? Makes you so fucking mad, like you can't, like. Well, you know, I just wrote a book about how I don't think anyone should sweat the small stuff. So it, I don't want to seem yes. disingenuous, but uh, I am a person who inherently sweats the small yes. stuff. And what just pisses me off more than, I mean, I have little quirks here and there, right. but the the kind of the general thing is not paying attention to details. Yeah. Like, I feel like 99% of the world does not pay attention to details that seem really obvious to me. Mm-hmm. And it just infuriates me. I don't, I'm not mad at people, but it just makes me angry. But it's because it's so obvious. It's like, if you're going to do this, these are the steps to get it yeah. done correctly. Yeah. It, I find that really annoying, but too. But it's like part sloppy. of my top type A. Right. Like I, it's just but kind of like... you can't be a producer without ha- knowing every little... And it, you can't be a director without knowing every second and moment of whatever you're directing. You know, yeah, it's... It, but it, it's kind of unfair because I think that certain people are just built that way. Because I, to me, it's well, just like can, this glaringly obvious Sorry, thing. you can fucking figure it I out. I also, one of the other things, Kill Me Now, is 
um, when people say yep or yup to me, it just, yep. Yep. I'm like, you know, Judy, did you have a nice day? Yep. yep. It's so noncommittal. I, it's like, it's, is it, it's a it's word, like what, it's are a you angry? Mood. Yeah. I mean, is it, are you angry at me? Yeah. Yup. This is what I hate. Yep and yup. I mean, what I hate I, yup and I hate when I, if I, um, if I wrote, if I wrote an article or if I did this and I said, oh, did you like it? Yeah, it was good. I don't like the word good. Like, I only like the word good if it applies to a person. Like, they're a good person. But not my work. It's not good. My work is fucking amazingly great. You fucking I would rather asshole. hear that it was terrible than good. Yeah, good sucks. This is the other word I hate. Cute. Oh, my mom hates the word cute. I hate it. My mom raised me. She was like... I was like, oh, look, it's cute. That, that's so cute on you. And I was like, cute means short, fat, and bow-legged. <laughs> I, I'm gigantic. And people will be like, oh, that looks cute on me. Nothing looks cute on me. Nothing. I'm fucking huge. <laughs> fucking assholes. I hate everyone. <laughs> oh, that's a cute top. No, it's not a cute top. A fucking NFL player could fit in this uh-huh. top. I might have to put this in my act. <laughs> you do cute. Cute. That's oh, great. Cute. Oh, I saw your cute piece you did. It wasn't cute. There is nothing cute about me. <laughs> You're uh, lying. I, oh, it's just so fucking. I might try that tonight. That's so good. I got a new bit, babies. All right. Can we, can, will you come back? Or we should do another podcast. We should. Yeah. All right. What, tell everyone about your book. Okay, my Where book. Where they can is, get it. It's anywhere you buy books. It's from pre-order right now. You can go to jdgaffigan.com and see, like, if you have no idea who I am, all my stuff is on that. Yeah. All my stuff I've done. And also, my husband, he's done a few things, too. That's, Jim. you might know him Jim? from. Yeah, Jeff. Name of the book. When Life Gives You Pears. When Life Gives You Pears. Because tumor. the tumor was yeah. the size of a pear. October 1st, it's being released. That's awesome. Buy my book. And where are you doing any book events around I'm the country? I'm doing a book on October 1st in New York. Where? At Symphony Space on the Upper West Side. That I live right across the street from there. Yes. I have a ticket for you. Okay, good. That's awesome. So you're going to be on the stage. Who's interviewing you? Um, a comedian named Jim Jeff Gaffigan, I think. Jeff Jim Jim Gaffigan. Wait, Jim. Yeah, it's called "In Conversation with Jeannie Gaffigan," and moderated by it. Jim Gaffigan. I love it. I love Symphony Space too. And we're having a little party afterwards for friends and family. I'm but you coming. Have to get I'm the- coming. I'm okay. I'm so proud of you. I don't know how the fuck you wrote a book. With five kids. I had to. I mean, I, I you don't just kind of move on. You either wallow in self-pity yes. for like 10 years. How and long go, did, did it take you? To write the book? Yeah. It took me like no time to write the book. Okay. I got to go jump out of the fucking window. But here's the thing. I just finished my book. I wanted to fucking kill myself. Yeah. No, I've never written yeah. another book again, by the way. Yeah. Even though I, I heard the people say that. I recovered for a year. I wrote here and there, not intention with the book. Then the, you know, the whole question about the book came up. I put it, I did the chronology. I put it together. Um, At the end of 2018, I got the offer 
And then I gave my manuscript to an editor. And then 2019 has just been, you know, do this, do that, change this, take this out. It's too long. When did you hand it in? The first manuscript in January of this year. Wow. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm in the process of waiting to hear what I have to cut out. And it's brutal. Is it worse than the writing part? It's the worst. No, no, because you're going to be doing a lot more writing. Yeah, I know. You and now it's deadlines. Now you're in deadline because you just turned in your manuscript, right? Yeah. So now you're going to get all these notes and you're going to address all the notes, which is then going to affect later in the book, which you're going to have to rewrite. It's a very difficult, long process. And you have five kids too, right? In a way. Uh, I mean, your sons are like five, right? Yeah, they're five. Well, one is five who's going to be 24. Yeah. He's going from five to... No, 23. He's 23. No, I mean, he's equal to like several kids. Yes. I have one, yeah. And then I have the other one who's 18, six foot eight. Who's the basketball player? Ben, the younger one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I see him on Instagram all the time. You're very... I love my babies. I just love them so much. They're so amazing, right? Yeah. You're, look at your kids. They're so I adorable. I know. I, I really, I'm so happy that you know that without having to be like forcibly separated. Like yeah. I'm not comparing my experience to like people right. who, at the border who had forcible right. separation. But you, I had forcible separation yeah. and I felt like I was going to die. Yeah. Of, of pain, of emotional pain. Yeah. It's horrible. I can't, I, this, that's our next podcast. We're going to solve all the world's problems together. Yes, let's do it. Imagine. We'll have a Catholic and a Jew. And a Catholic and a Jew. And the Catholic and the Jew. And the Catholic, oh God, we're getting a look. All right. We've been getting a look for an hour. Have you not seen the looks for one hour? I know. I love you, Jeannie Gaffigan. Thank you. You're the best. You are, no, you're the best. Jeannie's fucking book, you assholes. Get two. Um, One for a friend. Yeah. Get a, oh, yeah. It's October. Look, we have the holidays coming up. There's a Get that goddamn book, you motherfuckers. Um, and go to Jeannie Dugan. Jeannie Dugan. Jeannie Gaffigan. You could also go to Jeannie Dugan, but I have no Who idea is who Jeannie she is. Dugan? I don't know, but I can someone look Je- that up. Yeah. Jeannie um, Gaffigan. Oh, wait. Here they go. Uh, JeannieGaffigan.com. Get pre-order on Amazon, which is what I am. And um, just remember, before you leave the house, to put something cute on, because that's really important. And as we always say, so long! <laughs> And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Uh...